Welcome back to the NFL Players Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Miller. So this week, we're going to dive into private investments. This is a, an area that athletes constantly get taken advantage of. It's just, it's it's sad to see because um, these, you know, you're, they get exploited. Um, I've seen plenty of guys I've played with myself personally. Um, private in- investments is an area that uh, there's just less regulation. There's not as much... Uh, um, oversight of this area, so it's constantly an area where where athletes get uh, defrauded, and you know it's 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 not good. And so you really need to understand when someone pitches you a private investment, how should you look at it? Does it even make sense for you? As you know, should you even invest in any private investments? So um, we're going to do this whole series over the next few weeks, and we're going to go into venture capital. We'll go into private real estate. We'll go into hedge funds. Um, should you even own any of these? Is it worth it? What kind of returns do you get? What are the risks? And so uh, I'm going to try to make this as quick as I can and really give you, um, you know, from an athlete's perspective, what you need to think about before making any of these investments and, and how they can help. Um, you know, once you've, you know, have significant wealth, um, you can, you know, possibly allocate and get better returns uh, or better expected returns, I should say, in, in some of these investments rather than um, what you can get in the public markets. So, um, you know, before I, I talk about that, uh, just seeing the Russell Wilson stuff in the news, um, just crazy to see that, uh, you know, the possibility of him not being in Seattle. I know, obviously, he's such a team guy when I played there. And uh, uh, I know firsthand uh, how how you need a franchise quarterback. And it really helps uh, It helps the whole team to have a guy that you know can win in that, in that place. And if you look at what Brady did leaving uh, New England and going to Tampa, and then you look at what what uh, Manning did going to Denver. And I mean, proven winners are hard to find at the qu- quarterback position. Um, so I think, uh, you know, Seattle needs him there and, and, and I think it'll get worked out, but man, they gotta, they gotta get a better protection for him up front. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board that. Um, even when I was there, you know, he took too many hits. Um, and as we, so as we dive back into private investments, I just want to kind of just run through them all. First of all, the in the public markets, you have stocks and bonds. Stocks are just ownership in companies, whether that's you know the big companies like Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. You you get to own some of that company by buying stock in it. Um, and then the bond market, there you can these are just loans to these companies, either companies, municipalities, federal government. You're loaning them money, and they pay you interest back. And then in the private market, you also have private equity and private debt, private bonds that that are really the same. They're just less regulated. And uh, uh, you have to really vet these deals a lot more so than I would say uh, in, in, in the public markets. Private investments are really, I mean, everyone likes to talk about them in the locker room. They're, uh, they're definitely more sexy than a public market portfolio of owning uh, you know, good companies and, and, and being diversified and all that. So I can see why, why everyone wants to talk about their private investments, how much they got. Um, it's, just, it's just a more fun topic. And, and so you really need to understand where those returns come from, you know, what the risks are associated with those. And then um, you know, what matters in hedge funds? What matters in venture capital? What matters in, in real estate investments? Like what why are you even input, allocating money to those um, versus just owning a public market portfolio? So, um, and I think the first one is 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 confidence in returns. Um, one thing you you want to always be confident when you're, you're investing is is are those returns persistent? Meaning, do they can they be re- reproduced? Do, do they consist over time across markets? And then, are they pervasive? Um, you know, throughout time, are they are they there over and over and over again? And can, can the same 
you know, funds, can the same managers reproduce that? Um, and is it not just possibly a, so, some luck involved? So you really need to understand the, the returns and, and with, with, you know, almost all private investments, they're pretty, they're a lot more complex than public markets. And, and uh, especially with hedge funds, it's, it's sometimes a black box, they call it, because uh, you don't, you don't have any transparency of what's, what's owned in that fund. And so you're, you just really, it's tough to evaluate when you when you don't know what that fund owns. Um, as far as the risks go, I mean this is this is this is where a lot of the return comes from is the illiquidity and uh, tying up that capital for so many years. And and you have to understand that if you allocate to uh, to this to a private equity, a private investment, um, you might not be getting that capital for for 10 plus years. So you have to have enough liquidity, you know, outside of that investment to be able to wait, wait out that kind of return. And, and so that's a cost that you have to constantly know because there's that opportunity cost. You could invest it in a more liquid public market uh, portfolio and, and not had that money tied up for so long for, for either other opportunities or just the return you get in the, in the public market. So that's sometimes one that gets missed and it's uh it's definitely should be part of the equation because you don't, I mean, you need to have a, a balanced approach to, to, to your wealth so that, you know, you, you evaluate all those opportunity costs, whether that's in the public or private markets. The other part of the private investments that, that a lot of people, you know, kind of gloss over, uh, they love to pitch returns and how much 2x, 3x you can get on your money, but uh, they're not talking about the two and 20 uh, expense uh, expenses you're going to be paying. So two means 2% ongoing management fee, and then 20%, the 20% is of any profits made. So you just have to always really question and be skeptical that is is the manager I'm hiring or the, or the money I'm allocating to, are they going to be able to clear that hurdle? I mean, you have to make so much more on your investment to be able to pay those expenses that it really has to be that good of an investment. And there really has to be a good opportunity there because that kind of uh, uh, return to justify those fees has to be really, really, really good. Um, and so I just say that, that there's, a, and that we'll, we'll, we'll go into more detail in the hedge fund uh, podcast about whether, um, you know, hedge funds really produce the returns and, and that, that they should, or that you should be getting as an investor. And, and um, you know, we have a ton of data on that. Um, and then the other thing is, with when it comes to other, uh, you know, whether it's you know a buddy's deal that you want to invest in, or or someone you know pitches you individually, you got to really understand that that that's a private investment deal, that's a private equity deal usually. And I know I've I've played with guys that that did restaurants and and they didn't make a lot of money. I mean, r- the restaurant game is really tough. You have to be a, really more involved than you think you do. Even being a franchisee can be like that too. Um, so I would say that uh, make sure you do your 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 homework on those type of investments and never personally co-sign for a loan. Um, I know the one in one instance, uh, you know, someone got sued because they personally co-signed a, a loan for you know a restaurant, and if that restaurant goes out of business, then you know they can come after you for your for your wealth um, on on that investment. So I really caution um, when you're doing kind of those those one-offs or those you know investing in friends to, 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 you know, as part of the relationship with them, I would just advise you to, to, you know, hire a team of professionals that has expertise in all these areas so that you can vet each individual deal. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not the expert in everything, but you, you can find the right team that has the experts 
and they can get the right information um, to you and they can look at a deal and tell you whether it makes sense f- within your financial structure. Because if, if you have enough core capital, you got to have the public market portfolio before you should even think about investing in, in private investments. And then once you get to that level of wealth, you can actually allocate to private investments. Then you need um, the right eyes looking at a deal to see if it even makes sense for your situation. Because most of the times it doesn't. And and it's you know we'll get into this on the venture capital episode is is the what kind of deals you're seeing there's so many bad deals out there that these uh these venture capital firms these private equity firms they pass on so many deals that um you know the ones that are making it to you you have to understand that and be humble on this and you know i i should have been more humble on this too is is you have to understand that your money is not any different than someone else's, um, except for maybe a few special um, areas where where an, where you know they want to work with athletes, so they allow special allocations. There's so much uh, you know institutional money chasing so many of these deals that you have to understand that you need to you need to vet these deals because so many. Uh, so many people are looking for those deals that you don't want to be the person to to accept a, a lesser deal that everyone else passed on and it's only coming to you because you, you know you're the easy mark you never want to be the easy mark be be skeptical um, if you don't have the right financial team to to analyze these type of things you need to move on i mean if if your broker won't look at uh, a a finan- you know a financial investment outside of a of you know stock and bond portfolio and they won't you know help you in that private investment area you really need to find a team that will um you know it's 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 part of owning your wealth it's part of you know really not being taken advantage of understand the system is broken for athletes and that you need the right team around you that understands your situations that's been in your shoes and they can really help you make a better you know better decision and and you know show you all relevant facts, give you upsides, downsides, make sure it's not a, you know, some fraud going on. Those are the type of, um, that's what the wealthy do. And that's what, uh, you know, I, I can see now that, um, you know, I have such perspective and, and, you know, want, want to be able to help. Um, so people aren't taken advantage of and especially athletes, especially NFL guys. Um, so next week we're going to talk about venture capital, um, really get into the details of that. So thanks for joining me and I will see you next week. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.